Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast where we read through the entire Bible each year, following the weekly Torah portions. Every day we read a consecutive portion from the Torah, the Prophets, the Writings and the Apostles of the New Testament. I am Harriet, your reader today. And today is Sunday the 18th of June or the 29th on Sivan on the Hebrew calendar. Today in history, the 12 spies are sent to Canaan. According to tradition from Numbers 13, quote, Send out for yourself men so that they may spy out the land of Canaan, which I am going to give to the sons of Israel. You shall send a man from each of their father's tribes. The parasha, or portion from the Torah, this new week is called Korach, or Korah. And the scripture reading from the Torah will be Numbers, or Bamidbar, chapter 16, verses 1 through 13. Before we start reading the scriptures, please join me in blessing and thanking the Lord for giving us His word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples, through his Son, Yeshua, the Mashiach, our Master. So let's start with the reading from the Torah, Numbers chapter 16. Now, Korah, the son of Itzhar, the son of Kohat, the son of Levi, with Datan and Aviram, the sons of Eliav and On, the son of Pelet, rose, or sons of Reuven, took some men. They rose up before Moshe, with some of the sons of Israel, 250 princes of the congregation, called to the assembly, men of renown. They assembled themselves together against Moshe and Aharon and said to them, You take too much on yourself, since all the congregation are holy, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Why do you lift yourselves up above the assembly of the Lord? When Moshe heard it, he fell on his face, and he said to Korach and to all his company, In the morning... The Lord will show who are his and who is holy and will cause him to come near to him. Even him whom he shall choose, he will cause to come near to him. Do this, have Korach and all his company take censers, put fire in them and put incense on them before the Lord tomorrow. It shall be that the man whom the Lord chooses, he shall be holy. You have gone too far, you sons of Levi. Moshe said to Korach, Hear now, you sons of Levi, is it a small thing to you that the God of Israel has separated you from the congregation of Israel to bring you near to himself, to do the service of the tabernacle of the Lord, and to stand before the congregation to minister to them, and that he has brought you near and all your brothers, the sons of Levi, with you? Are you seeking for the office of Kohen also? 
Therefore, you and all your company have gathered together against the Lord. What is Aaron that you complain against him? Moshe sent to call Datan and Aviram, the sons of Eliav, and they said, We will not come up. Is it a small thing that you have brought us up out of a land, flowing with milk and honey, to kill us in the wilderness? But you must also make yourself a prince over us. That was Numbers 16, 1 through 13. Now our portion from the prophets will be Jeremiah or Yeremiahu, chapter 38. Shephatia, the son of Matan, and Gedaliah, the son of Parshur, and Yukal, the son of Shelemiah, and Parshur, the son of Malkiah, heard the words that Yeremiah spoke to all the people, saying, This is what the Lord says, He who stays in this city will die by the sword, by the famine, and by the pestilence, but he who goes out to the custom will live and he will escape with his life, and he will live. This is what the Lord says, This city will surely be given into the hand of the army of the king of Babel, and he will take it. Then the princes said to the king, Please let this man be put to death, because he weakens the hands of the men of war who remain in the city, and the hands of all the people, in speaking such words to them. For this man does not seek the welfare of this people, but harm. So King Tzidkiyahu said, Behold, he is in your hand, for the king cannot do anything to oppose you. Then they took Yeremiah and threw him into the pit of Malchiah, the king's son, that was in the court of the guard. And they let down Yeremiah with cords. In the pit there was no water, but mire and Yirmiyahu sank in the mire. Now when Eved-Melech, the Ethiopian, a eunuch, who was in the king's house, heard that they had put Yirmiyahu in the dungeon, the king was then sitting in Benjamin's gate. Eved-Melech went out to the king's house and spoke to the king, saying, My lord the king, these men have done evil in all that they have done to Yirmiyahu the prophet, whom they have cast into the dungeon. He is likely to die in the place where he is, because of the famine, for there is no more bread in the city. Then the king commanded Ebed-Melech the Ethiopian, saying, Take from here thirty men with you, and take up Yeremiah the prophet out of the pit before he dies. So Ebed-Melech took the men with him, and went into the house of the king under the treasury, and took from their rags and worn-out garments, and let them down by cords into the pit to Yeremiahu. Then Ebed-Melech the Ethiopian said to Yeremiahu, Now put these rags and worn-out garments under your armpits, under the cords. And Yeremiahu did so. So they drew up Yeremiahu with the cords, and took him up out of the dungeon, and Yeremiahu remained in the court of the guard. Then King Tzedkiahu sent and took Yeremiahu the prophet to himself into the third entry that is in the house of the Lord. Then the king said to Yeremiahu, 
I will ask you something. Hide nothing from me. Then Yeremiahu said to Tzedekiahu, If I declare it to you, will you not surely put me to death? If I give you counsel, you will not listen to me. So King Zidkiahu swore secretly to Yeremiahu, saying, As the Lord lives, who made us this soul, I will not put you to death, neither will I give you into the hand of these men who seek your life. Yeremiahu therefore said to Zidkiahu, This is what the Lord Elohim Tzvaot, the God of Israel, says. If you will go out to the king of Babel's princes, then your soul will live, and this city will not be burnt with fire, and you will live along with your house. But if you will not go out to the princes of the king of Babel, then this city will be given into the hand of the custom, and they will burn it with fire, and you will not escape out of their hand. King Zedekiahu said to Yermiahu, I am afraid of the Jews who have deserted to the custom, lest they deliver me into their hand, and they mock me. But Yermiahu said, They will not deliver you. Please obey the word, the voice of the Lord, in that which I speak to you, so it will be well with you, and your soul will live. But if you refuse to go out, this is the word that the Lord has shown me. And behold, all the women who are left in the house of the king of Yehuda will be brought out to the princes of the king of Babel. And these women will say, Your close friends have misled you and have prevailed over you. Your feet are sunk in the mire they have turned away from you. They will bring out all your wives and your children to the custom. You will not escape out of their hand, but will be taken by the hand of the king of Babel and you will cause this city to be burnt with fire. Then Zidkiahu said to Yermiahu, Let no man know of these words, and you will not die. But if the princes hear that I have talked with you, and they come to you and tell you, Declare to us now what you have said to the king. Do not hide it from us, and we will not put you to death. Also tell us what the king said to you. Then you shall tell them. I presented my supplication before the king that he would not cause me to return to Jonathan's house to die there. Then all the princes came to Yermiahu and asked him, and he told them according to all these words that the king had commanded. So they stopped speaking with him, for the matter was not perceived. So Yermiahu stayed in the court of the guard until the day that Jerusalem was taken. That was Jeremiah chapter 38. And now we have come to the portion of the writings and we will start in a new book. We will start in the book of Ezra chapter 1. Now in the first year of Korish, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by Yeremiah's mouth might be fulfilled, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Korosh, king of Persia, so that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and put in also in writing, saying, Korosh, king of Persia, says, The Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he has commanded me to build him a house in Jerusalem, 
which is in Yehuda. Whoever there is among you of all his people, may his God be with him, and let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Yehuda, and build the house of the Lord, the God of Israel. He is God, which is in Jerusalem. And whoever is left in any place where he lives, let the men of his place help him with silver and gold, with goods and with animals, in addition to the freewill offering for God's house, which is in Jerusalem. Then the heads of the fathers' households of Yehuda and Benjamin, and the Kohanim and the Levites arose, all whose spirit God has stirred to go up to rebuild the house of the Lord, which is in Jerusalem. All those who were around them strengthened their hands with vessels of silver, with gold, with goods, with animals, and with precious things, in addition to all that was willingly offered. Also Korish the king brought out the vessels of the house of the Lord, which Nebuchadnezzar had brought out of Jerusalem and had put in the house of his gods, even those Korish king of Persia brought out by the hand of Mitredat, the treasurer, and counted them out to Shezbazar, the prince of Yehuda. And this is the number of them, thirty platters of gold, one thousand platters of silver, twenty-nine knives, thirty bowls of gold, four hundred ten silver bowls of a second sort, and one thousand other vessels. All the vessels of gold and of silver were five thousand four hundred, Sheshbazar brought all these up when the captives were brought up from Babel to Jerusalem. That was Ezra chapter 1. And our final portion from the Apostolic Writings will today be 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Are we beginning again to commend ourselves? Or do we need, as some do, letters of commendation to you or from you? You are our letter, written in our hearts, known and read by all men, being revealed that you are a letter of Mashiach, served by us, written not with ink, but with the Ruach of the living God, not in tablets of stone, but in tablets that are hearts of flesh. And such trust we have through Mashiach toward God, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to account anything as from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God, who also made us sufficient as servants of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Ruach. For the letter kills, but the Ruach gives life. But if the service of death, written engraved on stones, came with glory, so that the sons of Israel could not look steadfastly on the face of Moshe for the glory of his face, which was passing away, will not service of the Ruach be with much more glory? For if the service of condemnation has glory, the service of righteousness exceeds much more in glory. For most certainly that which has been made glorious has not been made glorious in this respect, by reason of the glory that surpasses. For if that which passes away was with glory, much more that which remains is in glory. Therefore, having such a hope, we use great boldness of speech, and not 
as Moses who put a veil on his face, that the sons of Israel would not look steadfastly on the end of that which was passing away. But their minds were hardened, for until this day at the reading of the Old Covenant, the same veil remains, because in Mashiach it passes away. But to this day, when Moshe is read, a veil lies on their heart. But whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Ruach, and where the Ruach of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with unveiled face, seeing the glory of the Lord as in a mirror, are transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, the Ruach. That was Second Corinthians chapter 3, and that concludes our reading of scriptures for today. However, if you are reading through the apostolic writing twice, you will also read Luke chapter 2, verses 22 through 52 today. Before I sign off today, I would like to present a prayer subject for you all to pray for. Johanna, um, Johanna and her husband's son, oldest son, seven-year-old Oz, uh, had an accident yesterday and uh, got a blowout fracture, like what it's called, in his eye. And he has been in the hospital all night. And they probably have to do surgery in his eye. And they don't promise that his vision will be completely restored. So we really need a miracle. And we ask you all to please pray for little Oz, seven-year-olds in the hospital in Jerusalem. And um, that the doctors will give a good report that the Lord will touch Oz's little eye with his hand either heal him perfectly by himself or else that he will guide the surgeon's hand when he does the surgery to fix the muscles the bones whatever was crushed behind his his eye so thank you so much for praying for johanna's son and we will give you a report of what is happening tomorrow for now this has been harriet with daily bread for busy moms and I wish you a blessed new week, Shavuot Tov, and Shalom from Israel. Until next time.